us bow quickly. Heavenly Father, bless our time now in your word. I pray, Lord, that you will position our minds and our hearts that we may be able to hear from you. Lord, we need a level of encouragement. And I pray that your word, Lord, will encourage our hearts and our spirits today. I pray, Lord, that this word that will come from you will be a word that would help us to realize that trouble does not last always. And Lord, also to remind us that you are in full control of all things. Lord, I pray for those who are on this call, those who are under the sound of my voice, that you would remove any hindering spirits that may be stopping us from hearing your word. So speak to our spirits this morning, that we may be able to respond in a manner that is pleasing unto you. Now, Lord, I pray as David prayed that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, for you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Psalms 13. And I want to look at, um, let's, let's, let's begin at the first verse. I, I'm, I'm just going to read a couple to you uh, into your hearing. It, it reads thus from the King James Version. It says, how long will thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemies be exalted over me? I want to use as a subject this morning, Lord, how long? Lord, how long? Flintridge, have you ever uh, felt that uh, God had abandoned you when you needed him the most? You've ever had that feeling that it's like God has just stepped out on you and left you out there uh, by yourself? Whenever that occurs, it's, it's normally a lonesome and a discouraging uh, a feeling to have when it seems as if God is quiet when you need help from him. It, it, it makes it seem like you're by yourself when, when you think that God is quiet when you're calling on him and you need him the most. My wife has a saying that she says from time to time that can you trust God even when you can't trace God? And I think that is an important uh, phrase for us today because it's kind of even implied through the three Hebrew boys when they said that even if he doesn't deliver me, I will still trust him. And that's what we have to make sure of, that even when God doesn't show up when we want him to show up, the question is, can we still trust him? Even Job said that, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And Flint Ridge, it, it, it takes a lot of faith to be able to trust God when you can't hear him. It takes a lot of faith to be able to hold on and believe and have faith when you think that God is not there. And in essence, I need for you to know that keeping faith in God when your trials and your tribulation come is the challenge that we have. And the question is, can you keep the faith when your troubles start weighing you down? Can you keep the faith when it seems that God is silent? Can you be patient enough and wait on God for God to do what he needs to do in your life because I found out that all trouble don't come to destroy you. Sometimes our troubles come to build us up. And I need for us to understand that even in this text, that we've got to learn how to be patient and wait on the Lord. Flint Ridge, David understood this challenge. David fully understood it because as a psalmist, he frequently would reflect on, look, his past experiences with God as examples for man's need for God's help. David, as he would write, would often reflect on things that had occurred in his past life to prove that God is a waymaker. And even in this psalm, that's why we got to look at it from the perspective that it's not about David, it's about God. And we got to look at this thing. What is God doing when we think God is silent? 
What is God doing in us when we can't hear God? What is God doing when we think that God has left us by ourselves? And when we look at this particular text, the central theme of this 13th Psalm is surrounded upon around what God expects from us when we can't feel his presence. That's what the Psalm is about. What God expects from us when we cannot feel his presence. And I know sometimes you get like that. I get like that sometimes myself, that when you're talking to the Lord and it seems like you can't connect with God and it seems like your prayers aren't being uh, are going, aren't going up to God, feel like your prayers are being hindered and you feel like you just can't make that connection. It's a bad feeling and, and you wonder what's going on, God? What is stopping me from connecting with you? But Flint Ridge, as I told you last week, sometimes God will test our faithfulness to see if we really trust in him first. And he wants to know that if you can't hear him, can you still trust him? If you can't feel him, can you still trust him? If he's not there where you think he ought to be, can you still trust him? Well, when I look at this text, the historical background of this particular psalm, uh, uh, there, there, there is no historical background that is known. It is an unknown background. But when you look at the text, textual criticism revealed to us something that David had a problem with his enemies. And because he had a problem with his enemies, the text revealed to us that David is crying out to God for help. That's what the text shows to us. We don't know at what time he said it or what point or what was going on or why he said it, but the text shows us that he had a problem. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody ain't got to know your problem, but sometimes folks just know you got problems. And when you see this, even with David, we don't have to know what was going on. David expresses it himself that he got problems, and we'll see that in the text. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to examine how David dealt with his dilemma and what you and I should do when we have to deal with ours. We want to look at what, how David dealt with his problem and what the scripture teaches us we need to do when we're dealing with ours. When I look at this text, the first thing that I see in this text, I see that David had a problem. David had a problem. Look at verse 1 and verse number 2. Text tells us that David asks this question. He says, how long will thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I, I, I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy, look, be exalted over me? Flint Ridge, parenthetically speaking, let me say this. All of us are going to have some type of problems in our life. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how financially uh, uh, savvy you are. I don't care what kind of job you got. We're all going to have some type of problems that are going to occur in our life at some point or another. And David begins this psalm with a series of rhetorical questions, questions that don't need to be answered because David already knows the answer to the question. But he asks these questions for a reason. He asks these questions to God, first to get God's attention, and secondly, he wanted to express his personal frustration to God because God hadn't moved yet. Hello, somebody. How many times we have to act like we, we screaming at God because God hadn't answered. We have to cry out and keep asking God because we think that God hasn't heard us or God hadn't answered us. And when I look at this text closely, I realize that David suffered from two types of problems. First, David had a problem with people, and David had a problem with patience. Mm, I know I'm right about it. Look at the text. I, I know he had a problem with people because the text refers to him saying that his enemies are being exalted over him. 
He refers later on in the text where he says that his enemies are prevailing over him. David had a problem with people. Who those people were, I don't know who they were, but David has some enemies, some people that were coming against him. So he's praying to God in regard of a problem that he had with some people. But when you look closely at the text, even closer, David not only had a problem with people, David had a problem with patience. Hello, somebody. I'm talking, I'm, I'm down somebody lane right now. David had a problem with patience because when you look at this text, four times David asked the question, Lord, how long? And if mm -hmm. you look at how the question is being asked, David is almost putting pressure on God. David is trying to pressure God in the movie. David is trying to pressure God into responding. Four times he asks God a question, but David asks God specific questions for specific reasons. Look closely at what he asks God. He said, God, how long will you forget me? Well, David wanted God to acknowledge him. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we call on God just, to, just so he can move and we know he did. David is saying, Lord, how long uh, are you going to forget me? Is it going to be forever? He wanted God to acknowledge him. Then he says, God, how long are you going to hide yourself from me? David wanted God's presence. Anybody know anything about God's presence? You feel a certain way when you know God is with you. You act a certain way when you know the presence of God is with you. And David here had a problem with patience. He said, how long are you going to forget me? How long are you going to hide from me? Lord, how long am I going to have to deal with my situation by myself? How long am I going to have to deal with this in my own heart and be have, have, have dealing with it in my heart daily. David was trying to get God to intercede on his behalf. David, David knew what he was doing. He was trying to get God to move, and his way of getting God to move was almost trying to agitate God by bringing his situation up to God and saying, Lord, I need you to acknowledge me. Lord, I need to know that you're with me. Lord, I need you to intercede on my, on my behalf. But David not only wanted God to step in, but they, David had a problem with waiting for God to move because he said, Lord, how long my enemies going to win? Uh, and that's as David wanted victory. Mm. And the only way he knew he was going to get victory was to know that God was with him. Amen. Boy, I got to bring this thing Amen. home now. Because some of us think God is not there. And Flint Ridge, sometimes the stress of our situation will cause us to think that God has forgotten about us. Amen. But we've got to learn how to be patient and wait on the Lord. Amen. I know I'm right about it because Isaiah made that, that, that clear statement when he says that uh, humanity will one day fail you, but he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Somebody on this call need to be waiting on the Lord. Somebody need to be patient and wait on the Lord. I know you got some people problem. You got some people problem on the job. You got some people problem in your neighborhood. You got people problems at home. Hello, somebody. You got people problem in the church. Ain't talking about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. We got people problem, but we also got patience problem, but we got to learn how to wait on the Lord and use Job 14 and 14 as a solid background for what Job says that all of my appointed days, I'm going to wait till my change comes. Mm. We can't always be in a rush. Mm. God all sees right. what's going on. God knows what's going on in our lives. And we got to learn how to wait and be patient for God to do what God is doing in our lives. Yeah. And New Testament encourages us, even in Hebrews 13 and 5, where the scripture says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm. So you got to know something about God when you're going into your problem. Because when you know something about him, you won't worry about it when you're in there because you know that he ain't going to leave you when times get hard. Amen. 
And Flint Ridge, sometimes, listen to me as I move to this next point. Sometimes our problems are just the test of our patience. Sometimes God put things uh, in our way to test our patience. Even James says, knowing that the trying of our faith worketh patience. God wants us to be patient, and sometimes problems, trials, and tribulations will work our patience to make us more patient. But David here had a problem. And just like us, we have some problems. Well, how did David deal with this problem? The next thing I see in this text, after David realized that he had a problem, now we see David's petition. David had a problem. Then David makes a petition. Look what David says in verse 3 and 4. He, he, he asks the Lord, how long are you going to let me go through this thing? And then he says, here's what he asked God to do. He says, consider and hear me, O Lord. Oh, yeah. He says, hear me, O Lord, my God. He says, lighten or enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, unless my enemies shall say, I have prevailed over him, and those that trouble me will rejoice when they see that I am moved or when they see that I'm dead and gone. Well, thank you, Jesus. Flint read, David petitioned the Lord, look, to take notice to his situation and do something about it. Well, I got to pause right there. You got to know who to call on when you're going right. through what you're going through. You got to know who to call on when your problems show up. I know we're going through COVID-19 and chaos in the land, but the question is, who have you called on? If you need help in the midst of this, who have you called on? Have you taken time to call on the Lord? He already knows about COVID-19. Have you called on the Lord? He already knows what's going on out in the street with everything else in the world. Have you took time to call on the Lord? Notice what David said. No, David asked the Lord to consider and answer. Consider, that word consider in Hebrew is the word nebet. It's a word which means uh, to show attention with favor. David says, Lord, I need for you to hear me in the midst of my troubles, but when you hear me, show favor toward me. In essence, David was requesting that God would be on his side while he was dealing with his problems and while he was dealing with his enemies. How many of you know that sometimes you got to just let God know what you need? God, I'm calling you, but I ain't just calling you because I ain't got nothing to do. Lord, I need you to be on my side. I need you to show favor toward me. My problems are wearing me down, and I can't I handle them on my own, but I need to have you to consider me. Look at me with favor. Look upon me, even in the midst of my sinful ways. Look upon me with mercy and with compassion. And how many of you know that when the Spirit of God dwells in you. God ain't looking at you anyway. He's looking at his spirit that he's put in you. God don't hear us because Jesus says, unless you have the spirit of God in you, you can't get to the father because Jesus says, no man come to the father, look, but by me. So when we cry out, God is looking for his spirit in us. He hears us through his spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that makes intercession for us. So when we got problems, we need to petition God through the spirit that is in us. And he connects with God. And when he connects with God, God connects with us. And when he connects with us, things start working out. Hello, somebody. I hope I'm preaching yeah, to somebody this yeah. morning. David says, God, I need for you Amen. to be on my side. And now we see as he's making 
his petition, his petition to God. Flint Ridge, I got to ask you a question. Does anybody on this call know that God is a battle light? Does anybody know that God will fight a battle for you when your enemies are on your trail and you're tired and you think you can't make another step? All you got to do is call on the Lord and he already got the battle axe in his hand. He already ready to turn around and deal with your enemies. But instead of thinking that he's not there, even if you can't see him, you run your race like he's right there beside you. Sometimes you may not feel him. Sometimes you may not see him. Sometimes you may not know he's there. But by faith, you got to believe that God is by your side and make your petition to God and let him move on your behalf. Yes. David understood something. David knew that God was an omniscient God. David understood that God knew more about his problems than what he knew about it. Mm -hmm. David knew that God knew more about what his enemies were doing than what David knew was going on. And we got to realize that we may see on the surface what the enemy is doing, but God sees undercover what the enemy is doing. We may see right. with our eyes what the enemy is doing, but God sees in the spirit what the enemy is doing. And what David asked God to do, <laughs> look, David asked God, give me some spiritual enlightenment. Give yeah. me some godly understanding so that I can know what's going on in the midst of my trouble. God, help me understand why you haven't answered me. Help me understand why I feel like I'm out here by myself. Help me to understand. Look, the text says that so I won't die thinking that you ain't with me. Mm. David says so my enemies won't talk about me when I'm gone. David says, I need for you, Lord, to, to, to give me some enlightenment of what's going on. So Flint Ridge, instead of us complaining about our problems, how about asking God why I'm going through what I'm going through? And even if we're asking him, tell him to give you the strength to make it through. We saw that That's in the text right. where, where Paul even says that his grace is sufficient. If he put you in it, he'll bring you out of it. God is never going to take you to a certain point and leave you by yourself. You got to know that when you cry out to the Lord, that God will make a way out of nowhere. You got to know that if God That's has the right. ability to answer prayer, you will call on him. When you know he'll answer prayer, you will call on him even when you can't feel him. When you know he done it for you once and you know he'll do it again you'll call on him i know i'm right about it because psalm 21 and 1 tells me that i will lift my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help all of my help comes from the lord i might not see my help but i know my help is there i may feel like i'm down and out but i got help somewhere even if it's a ram in the bush god got help waiting on me god is ready to answer from heaven and deal with the situation that i'm in amen so Flint Ridge, Amen. when we're going through our problems, first of all, just like David, we got to get God's attention. Amen. Oh, yeah. You got to cry out to him and get God's attention. And once you get God's attention, then you got to tell him what you want. Mm -hmm. See, too many times we just want to scream out and tell him what we want. Sometimes you got to get his attention. Even when you look at the model prayer, the model prayer starts off by giving God accolades. Our Father who <laughs> art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You got to give God something to get his attention. David starts out by trying to agitate God, but when he felt he had God's attention, he began to tell God what he wants. And Flint Ridge, we got to understand, even in the world, that there's an old song that used to say that you got to have a little talk with Jesus oh, and Jesus. tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear your humble cry. And what he'll do, he'll answer. Oh, by, yeah. by. Philippians 4 and 6 reminds Amen. us, church, that by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, here's what we can do. We can let our requests be made known. I don't care if you can't feel them, you can still ask him. I don't care yeah. if you can't trace them, you can still ask him. 
Oh. I don't care if you, if you don't know he's there. You can still ask him. Why? Because some says he never sleeps nor slumber. He ain't going to never leave you. He hear you when you think he don't hear you. So oh, yeah. is our problems, check it out, are just opportunities for us to petition God for help. Mm. It's just an opportunity for you to call on the Lord so he can show up. Yeah. It's just an opportunity for God to demonstrate how strong he is. But the question is, are you going to believe me when you can't see me? Are you still going to trust me when it feels like I let you down? God wants you to know that you can depend on God, but sometimes you can't know unless you get into the fight. Well, oh, thank yes. you, Jesus. When you get in there and you need the fire to be cool and can't nobody cool it but God. And you have to call on him even while you're in the midst of the flame. So Flint Reds, understand, you can petition God when you got your troubles. Mm -hmm. Let me give you one more. Not only did David have a problem, and not only did he make his petition when he realized he had a problem, but finally we see in this text, and here's what we all got to get. David had a praise. David had a praise in the midst of his trouble. David had a praise. Look what the text says in verse 5 and 6. David says, but, ooh, I'm going to come back to that. David says, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. In verse 6, he says, I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Can I put that last phrase in a common term? David says that I'm going to sing to the Lord because he has been good to me. See, that's enough right there. When you think about what God has done, it don't matter what you're going through. You ought to praise him for what he's already done. You, right. you ought to be willing to praise him for what he's on. Can I say this, Flint Ridge? Every problem ought to end with a praise. Hey. I don't care what the problem is. Every problem ought to end in the praise with a praise. Look at this text. David begins even this this praise portion. Look, by, by, by using the contrastive conjunction, but yeah, he was talking about all his problems. He was talking about trying to connect with God. But then he says, but which means that he shifts his mindset. He says, but he uses but to communicate, look, that his problem was not going to hinder his praise. Yeah, I got issues, but my problem ain't going to stop my praise. Yes, Lord, I don't know if you hear me, but I'm still going to praise your name. I don't oh, know yeah. if you're going to answer me right now, but I'm still going to go to your house of worship. I'm still going to lift you up because I know that you will draw all men unto yourself. And David here trusted God's favor. David trusted God's favor even when he was being tested. Hello, friend. Oh, yeah. Can you still trust God's favor when God puts you through the test? Can you <laughs> still trust God's favor when it seems like the walls are caving in on you? Can you still trust this favor when it seemed like you can't hear his voice in your ear? Anybody here? know how to trust God doing the test. Anybody here ever had to trust God in the middle of your test? But look what David did. David allowed his experience with God to dictate his praise instead of allowing his problem to silence his song. Thank you, Jesus. David allowed his experience to dictate his praise and didn't allow his problems to silence his song. Some of us got a song we need to be praising right now. Some of us got a song we need to be singing to the Lord. Yeah, you got troubles, but you ought to be singing, the Lord is my shepherd. Some of us got a song we need to be singing, that it was the Lord who brought me to 
through. Some of us got a song we need to be singing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Some of us got a song that we need to be singing. Why? Because we got history with God. David got oh, history with God. David got history with God. God had already done something for David, and David knew that God yes, had yes, the ability to work it out. So my question to y'all on the call today, do you have history with God? Do you have history with God working it out? Do you have history with God bringing you through? Do you have history with God bringing down a wall? David had history with God. Why? Because he praised God when he faced Goliath. He praised God when Saul was on his trail. He praised God when the Ark of the Covenant came back. He praised God when Absalom tried to take his throne. You, what you praise God for? Did you praise God when yes, you woke sir. up this morning? Did you praise God because he's been good to you? Did he All praise right. God when he healed your body? Did you praise God when he made your enemy yes, your footstool? Is there anybody here today that knows how to praise God? Is there anybody know how to praise God when trouble is all around you? Don't you, let Jesus. your problems pause your praise. Don't let your problems plunder your prayer. But instead, be patient and wait on the Lord. Because wait if you me. wait on the Lord, he'll show up soon enough. I know I can get a witness right there that it won't be long before God show up. It won't be long before he shows up and make things all right. Can I get a witness here today? Yes, and it won't be long before God make your enemies your footstool. It won't be long before God opened up doors that man has closed in your face. It won't be long before God lets you know that trouble ain't going to last always. All it won't right. be long before your blessing from heaven is going to pour down. It won't be long before God is going to open up that door that you've been crying out to. So don't get distressed. Don't get worried. But instead, in the name of Jesus, call on the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to wait till my change come. I'm going to praise you till my change come. I'm going to call on you till my name come. Praise God. I'm going to tell you that soon and very soon, God is going to answer somebody's prayer. Soon and very soon. God is going to show you he got all power. Yes. Even if you can't feel him, he's going to show up on time. Even if you can't yes. trace him, he's still going to show up on time. Mm -hmm. I need a witness here today that know that God will make a way yes, yes, right sir. on time. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. How long? Amen. Lord, how long? I laid to let you know it won't be long. Yeah, David made it the same cry. Lord, how long? How long? And God had to let him know, son, it won't be long. <laughs> but you got to praise me. And that's the message to us today. Flint Ridge, it won't be long. Just hold on. In the middle of this pandemic, keep holding on. Jesus held on just as long as he needed to. Oh, he yes. dealt with the pain on the cross just as long as he needed to. But when the father said that it was enough, scripture says he hung his head and the locks of his shoulder and he died. Why? Because he suffered long enough. And then he went to the grave, stayed there Friday <laughs> night, all night Saturday night. All right. But soon enough, the father says, that's enough. He laid there long enough because early on Sunday morning, he got up. With all power in his hand. And when he got up, I got up. When he got up, you got up. So how long is this thing going to last? Flint Ridge, I come to tell you, it won't be long. Because right. Jesus says, I'm coming back to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Flint Ridge, hold on. Because it won't be long. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for reminding us that it won't be long. 
a few more weary days, a few more rising and setting of the sun. Father, we know you're coming back. You told us according to your word that you're going away to prepare a place for us and you're coming back. So help us to be ready when you come. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up, Lord, where we're torn down. Allow your word to strengthen us throughout this week. Lord, and if there's somebody on this call who don't have a relationship with you, build them up right now. Touch them in their hearts that they may surrender their lives and their hearts to you. And now, Lord, we pray that you would keep us until the next appointed time. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Present us faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. For the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And we can all say amen, amen, amen. and